I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. We always bring it back to the person in the mirror because the person in the mirror is the only thing that you actually have control over. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has a relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. And of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network, so that you can connect with other people, so that you can trade for services, so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com.
You're now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques mindsets, and one unifying philosophy that is known as work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be resourceful when you lack resources. This is all about, actually, I'll tell you what it's about in a second. First, let me tell you something else. Every single day, I send out a daily motivation text message that I would like you to receive. And the only thing you need to do to confirm that you want to receive this daily motivation text is you have to text me at my number. It's the same number I'll be texting you from. And that number is 305-384-6894. So send me a text right now at that number. Yes, right now, text me at that number. And every day you'll be receiving that daily motivation text. And a bonus to the fact that you're in my text community is you can actually respond to any of those text messages and your response will go straight to me and I can respond to you. And so you can engage with me at my text number. And if you ask anyone, there's a lot of people in my text community right now, you ask anyone who has received those texts or replied to any of those texts, they will confirm to you that yes, Dre does write you back and Dre will engage with you. That is not a bot. It is not an autoresponder. It's not my assistant or somebody else responding for me. That is me texting you. So text me at that number again. The number is 305-384-6894. Now, let's stop here today. How to be resourceful when you act resources. The reason that this is an important subject is because a lack of resources, being a lack of money, a lack of time, not knowing the right people, not having enough or the right information. I guarantee everybody who's listening to this has used one of these as a reason that you've given for not doing something, not accomplishing something, not starting something, or feeling like you could not achieve something. Didn't have the money, didn't have the time you don't know the right people, or you just don't know what to do. You don't have the information. This is easily the number one reason people give for not doing things or having not done things or not even trying to do things. Now, at the same time, I will also offer that sometimes this is used as a, sometimes this is a legitimate reason and often it is used as an excuse. Now, to each of you who's ever used this, is this your real reason why you haven't done something to you? Yes, it is your real reason. But let me ask you a question. Here's the proposition I'm going to make for you here today. If I can help you to eliminate a lack of resources as a reason for not doing things, if I can do this, or at least a reason for not starting something, you might not complete it, but if this is your reason for not starting, if I can eliminate that as a reason for you not starting, would you agree to get started on the things that you say that you want? Now, you got to make up your mind here. You need to make a decision. Let me ask the question one more time. Make sure you heard me. If I can eliminate a lack of resources as a reason for you either not doing something or not even trying or starting to try to do something, would you agree to actually get started on the things that you say you want in your life? If the answer is yes, then you should keep listening. If the answer is no, then uh, you have decided to marry your excuses. And this is not a show for you. You probably already knew that probably when I gave the intro to the topic. Now, this topic of lack of resources, what this really is about in addition to me eliminating your reasons slash excuses for not doing things, it's really about you being able to look at what is available to you instead of focusing on what's not available to you. Often in life, and I I talked about this in episodes 2053 and 2054, where we talked about being a high agency person and being a person who focused on 
the things that you want and not focusing on the things that you don't want because it's a good barometer if you just look at people that you know. We're talking the skill force optimism in 2054, how to be a high agency person 2053, how to get started in life episode 2055, how to stop defeating yourself episode 2056. Actually, all of those, all four of those back to back to back, and they are linked down below in the show notes. It's all about what are you choosing to focus on and understand focus is a choice. Even though focus is limited in human beings, we can only focus on one thing at a time. You'd get to choose what that focus is going to be. But if you decide or you abdicate that decision making process, meaning you do not make a decision consciously, then a decision will be made for you. Usually is made for you by these little devices that you probably have in your hand right now that you're probably listening to me on right now that you carry around in your pocket all day. They make decisions for you. You don't even know they're making decisions for you, but they are. And you think you're thinking for yourself, but you're actually not. That's the genius of engineering of these devices. The whole point is you get to choose what you're focusing on. And when you lack resources and you decide to focus on the fact that you don't have this, you don't have that, nobody's helping you, you don't know anything, that's the exact thing that's going to stop you from getting to where you want to get to. And I'm telling you, and I'm going to share with you how today, that there's a way to still get to what you want to get to, even when it remains true that the resource that you think you need, money, time, connections, information, you still don't have it. I'm going to tell you how you can achieve your outcome anyway. If that interests you, turn the volume up, open up something you can take notes with and keep listening. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is how to be resourceful when you at resource. The first thing you need to do is ask better questions. Now, what does it mean to ask a better question? Because the word better is relative. It's in the eyes of the beholder. A better question is a question that forces you to think more. It equips you to have more agency over your situation. In other words, more responsibility and control. And it does not demotivate or demobilize you from actually doing something. All right, a bad question demotivates you and demobilizes you. In other words, a bad question type of question that moves you to do less, try less, think less, and to take less responsibility and control over your situation. Those are bad questions. Good questions do the opposite. They move you to think more, to look at more holistically at your situation, to figure out different ways to attack a situation instead of just allowing the situation to beat you down and attack you. And in the end, the result of a better question is going to move you to more action. All right, that's what a better question does. So let me give you an example of some better questions you can ask. If you find yourself in a situation where your lack of money, time, information, or connections is stopping you from achieving X, what if you ask yourself, instead of saying, well, I don't have money, so I guess I can't do anything. Instead, what if you said, if I had to make this work with only what I have, how would I do it? This is a really good question. This is a question that anyone who's listening to me right now you can utilize this question in any situation in your life at this moment. Let me ask to tell you that question again. You should write this one down, burn it onto your brain. If I had to make this work with only what I currently have at my disposal, how would I do it? If you had to come up with an answer to that question, what's your answer? If you had to come up with 10 ideas for answering that question, what are your ideas? If someone's offering you a million dollars to come up with some useful answers to that question, could you come up with some useful answers to that question? Because some of you are sitting there saying, well, Dre, I don't know. All right, that's your default. Oh, I just don't know what to do. Okay, so if I offered you a million dollars to know what to do, could you come up with some things that you know what to do? Of course you could. So it's not that you don't know what to do. It's just that you are not challenging yourself to think. I'm challenging you to think. And by the way, those of you who are new around here, here, work on your game. We always bring the conversation back to the person in the mirror. Now, we never, ever leave the conversation at well, this is someone else's responsibility or something is responsible for my situation, even if it's true. We always bring it back to the person in the mirror because the person in the mirror is the only thing that you actually have control over. 
And even if you can't control things physically, you can always control things mentally. So if you notice what I'm talking about here, if I had to make this work with only what I have, how would I do it? I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just asking you to think. Now, if that bothers you, you are listening to the wrong show. Now, if this stimulates you, you're in the right place. Make sure you subscribe and download and leave a review and all of that. Let me give you another sample question you can ask yourself. Quote, who or what could help me do this more efficiently? And that who or what needs to be something that you actually have access to. What person do I know could help me do this more efficiently? Someone that you actually can get in touch with right now. What thing do I have? What materials do I have? Maybe it's a, a tangible object. Maybe it's an intangible object. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's some type of resource. Who or what could help me do this more efficiently? Who or what that I actually can use can help me do this more efficiently? I know a million dollars could help you, but if you only got a hundred dollars, all right, what can you do with that hundred dollars that could help you get this job done more efficiently? Give you another question you could ask yourself. What resources that I do have, what resources of mine are useful and available to me, but I'm not utilizing them right now? What resources do I have that if I started using them, I might actually be able to get more return on investment from my time right now if I just thought of it in a different way. What do I have? What material do I already have here that I could start using? And if I paid attention, I might be able to get something good out of this. There are so many products that we use these days that were originally they were throwaway products that someone just decided, let me look at this product a different way or this this garbage, this trash a different way. And they turned it into treasure. Any of you ever heard of post-it notes? Everybody's heard of the little, the little yellow post-it notes, the sticky notes? You know, that, that was a mistake, right? They originally were, that was someone trying to come up with a, they were trying to come up with some glue, something that actually stuck and it didn't fall off. And then when they noticed it was falling off, they said, all right, that doesn't work. But then somebody came up with the idea and said, well, wait a minute, maybe somebody could actually use this. And that's where post-it notes came from. The entire 3M company, that's the company that makes post-it notes. I would bet, I didn't do the research on this, but I would bet that the bulk of their money comes from either the brand identity they get from the post-it notes or the actual sale of those post-it notes. Why? Because somebody took something that was supposedly trash, that was supposedly a failure, and they figured out a way to use it in a different way. What do you have at your disposal that you are not utilizing as efficiently as you could or not utilizing at all? When I created my first products to sell on the internet over a decade ago, I have been putting a bunch of basketball videos on YouTube, but then I read about how you can create your own products and programs and Someone explains to me, you could just take a, you could just make a, a PDF document. If you have the demonstrations, all you got to do is come up with some names, come up with some demonstrations. And this is basketball stuff. So some names of the drills some demonstrations of the drills, tell people exactly what to do, how much to do it, which days to do it, put it in a document, you know, give it a fancy title and you can sell that. I said, all right, I know how to do all those things. I know how to write. I know how to come up with titles. I had some copywriting skill, even though I didn't know it was called copywriting at the time. I already had the drills. I already had the credibility. I already had the name, I already had the audience. I had all these pieces, but I had not put them all together. Then when someone gave me the idea, and it was just an idea, it didn't cost me any money. I didn't have to know anybody. And once I got the idea, I said, all right, I got everything necessary to actually execute on this, and I executed on it. The difference between me and any of you who hasn't done something like this yet is that you just haven't executed, or you haven't asked yourself the right question yet. That's why I'm giving you some of these questions. These better questions that I'm sharing with you here will not, let me be clear, they will not make resources magically appear at your feet. That's, that's not what is going to happen. It's not a magic trick. But let me tell you what they will do. They will open your thinking to noticing what you already have and seeing them in a different light. Seeing resources that are already available to you in a different light, therefore you can use them in a different way 
Thus, using these questions will require it will require that you pay attention to things that you have so far ignored slash underutilized. And often in life, the difference between where we are and where we want to go is not necessarily that we need more money, time, connections, information. These are the common reasons slash excuses that people use, all of us use, when we're not getting the things that we want. But often is because we are, we just need to redeploy some of our currently available assets and just use them in a different way. When we do that, all of a sudden we get a different result. The resources you had didn't change. Just the way that you use the resource, just the way that you used your resources changed. And all of a sudden the results got, became different. Giving you another example. I used to, when I was in my basketball playing days, I used to go to the gym and I would lift weights for like 60 to 90 minutes every time I lifted. I would lift weights four or five times a week. I spent a lot of time in the weight room and I felt good. I looked good. I had no big muscles, all of that stuff. Looked good on the beach, no shirt on, all of that. But then I read this book called The 4-Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. Now, The 4-Hour Body was in a series of experiments that Tim, the author, did to find out, could I get the same physical results or at least 80% of the same physical results in like 20% of the time? In other words, he was taking Pareto's 80-20 principle and he was applying it to everything physical and figuring out a way that he could get very close to similar results in much less time. So a higher return on investment in less time. And he had a chapter in there where he talked about how you could get really strong and get get the big muscles or maintain the big muscles, but spend a lot less time in the gym. And I started following the processes in that book. That was around, that book came out around maybe 2010, 2011. And long story short, it's 2022. I still follow the principles from that book to this very day, lifting weights. And I don't ever spend more than 15, 25 minutes in a strength training session, but still have muscles, still have definition, still six pack, all of that stuff, still in shape, still an athlete. Why? Not because I got a ton more information. I did not meet any new people. I did not get more time. I actually used less time. It didn't cost me any money except the cost of the book that I bought over a decade ago. It was just a redeployment of the asset that I was already using, which was my physical body and my time in the gym. I was already going to use those assets no matter what. Now I can use a lot less of them and still get the same result. All this is, is about you asking yourself better questions, higher quality questions, questions that challenge you to think and utilize your resources in a different way. This is the reason why you get around other people who are high level. This is the reason why you join mastermind programs. This is the reason why you get coaches. This is the reason why you read books is because they will throw these questions at you that you otherwise would not have thought of on your own. This is the shortcut to success. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to be resourceful when you at resources. Number two, change your mindset. And everything I told you in point number one can help change your mindset, but we're going to make this a direct point. How can you change your mindset? Here's what you want to change from. You want to change from, quote, I can't do this because I don't have these things or unless I have these things, I can't do these things. I can't achieve this outcome unless I have this much money or I can't do this unless I have this much time. I can't do this because I don't have the information. I can't do this because I don't know these people. Any of you starting with the phrase, I can't. Okay, I can't is a disease. I don't know if any of you knew that. I can't is a disease. All right, and I gave you in episode 1276. The topic is a vaccine for a deadly disease. That disease is called I can't. Again, that's episode 1276. All right, that was way before the vaccines were in the news, all right, by the way. So just in case, again, any of you who don't know me, all right, I've been talking about none of these things I'm coming up with are brand new based on news. This is evergreen material that will always be relevant no matter when you come across and no matter where you live. That, again, that was episode, what episode I said it was? 1276, and that is linked down below. Also, episode 241. When somebody says, I can't help it, the answer is, yes, you can help it. 
you can help it. You're just choosing not to. That was episode 241. So again, none of this is new based on anything anybody else says. I've been talking about all of these things for a long time. So the only reason I brought that up is because I didn't just use the word vaccine because vaccines in the news and all that stuff. That was way before all of this. Anyway, changing from I can't because to here's what you change it to. Here's your new quote. I will get this done. Now, let me figure out how I'm going to make it work. Let me say that one again. I want to make sure you understand the order of operations in that sentence. I will get this done. Now, let me figure out how I will make it work. So you notice how things change there? See, in the first de-empowering, disempowering statement, you say, I can't do this. You've already decided that nothing's going to happen. And then you give yourself an emotional answer. I can't. Then you come up with a logical reasoning for why you can't. You're basically coming up with logic to justify your emotion. I can't. And here's the reason why. Whatever you say after the because doesn't even matter because you've already decided you're not doing it. So it doesn't even matter what you say. In the second statement, you say, I will get this done. That is an emotional decision. And then you say, OK, let me figure out some logical ways to make it work. Now, why is the second one going to be more empowering, even though the circumstance hasn't changed at all? How are you going to get more done with the second one than you did with the first one? I'm going to tell you how. Reason is, once you decide that you're going to get something done, the what and the why, then you will figure out the how. I just explained this to you in episode 2043, which if you haven't listened to yet, the title is What and Why Over How. The reason why that approach works is because when you are clear on what you want and you're also clear on your reasons for wanting it, the how, which is the bridge between what and the what and why, that will get figured out. The bridge between your reasons and your outcomes is the actions, the how. Oftentimes in life, we don't know how we're going to get something done because if we knew how to do everything, then there would be no questions. Everybody would just do everything. There'd be no self-help industry at all whatsoever. But when you, many people don't know how they're going to get things done. The challenge is when you don't know how to get things done and you focus on that, you get fixated on, I don't know how to do things. First of all, you're focusing logically. And logic does not move a human being to action nearly as much as emotion does. So first of all, you're using an incorrect formula. You're trying to use logic to move yourself to action instead of using emotion. And secondly, since your logic is pulling a blank, you don't know how to do something. You're drawing a blank on the logic. It's still not going to work. You're using an incorrect formula that still doesn't work. All right. This is the reason you're setting yourself up for failure. So instead, ask yourself, what do I want? Clear outcome. Why do I want it? The emotional reason. Then you will figure out how to do it. When you give yourself no outs clauses, in other words, you have made a decision. The word decision comes from the word incision. And what does the word incision mean? It means to cut off. It means to cut off all other possibilities. You make a decision that you're going to do X. You cut off every other possibility of not doing X. Once the decision is made, figuring out the logical ways that you're actually going to achieve that decision and make that decision a real tangible thing, that'll help itself. But you have to have the belief that you can actually do it. Many people fall short of goals in life, not because they lack resources, not because you don't have time, money, information, or you don't know the right people. That's not the reason you fall short. You fall short because you have a lack of resolve in actually wanting it. That's why you fall short. You did not determine, you did not decide, and you did not cut off all other possibilities besides the outcome that you desire. Many people in life or many people at times lack the balls, the heart, the courage to go after what you want until you get it. That's the main thing that stops a lot of people from getting what they want in life. Episode 1796, the title was Get Some Balls. If you haven't heard that episode, I would suggest you go listen to it. One of my favorites. 
one of the things that stop people from getting what they want is never information. Nobody ever failed to achieve anything. Let's just say in this this world that we're living in today, none of you is failing to achieve something because you don't have the information. All right, that's bullshit. You are not failing to achieve something because you don't have money. All right, that might seem like a logical explanation, but that's not the real reason because money gets printed every day by the U.S. government. Uh, you know how much in debt the United States government is? It's a number that's so big. I don't even know how many how many commas you would need to write it out. It's a lot. Uh, we print money every single day. We spend money that we don't have. The government does it. People do it every single day. Money is not the thing stopping you from achieving your outcome. It's a lack of resolve. People just don't have the courage to go after what they want until they get it. This key word, until. In episode 84, way back in 2016, the title was, The Game Ain't Over Until You Win. If you haven't won yet, the game's not over. In my book, Work On Your Game, I told you to put a comma after your setbacks instead of a period, which means there's still more to be said. I'm going to do a whole episode on this word until very soon, just on that word, because it's a key mindset approach, as we're talking about here in point number two, to getting what you want in life. And point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to be resourceful when you add resources. Number three, stop following the rules and instructions. There is a time in life when you should follow the rules and you should know what the rules are. And you should understand the instructions because there will be times where maybe you have to give people rules and you have to give instruction and you should know what the rules and instructions are. So when you're breaking them, you know exactly what you're breaking and why. But when you know the outcome that you're after in life, maybe just maybe you don't need to go about reaching that outcome the same way that everybody else reached it who came before you. Because, hey, maybe they have money, time, connections and information that you don't have. So maybe you can't do things the same way they did it because you don't have the same resources they have. You're not them. So you might need to do it a different way. You might need to sneak in through the back door. You might need to come in through the window. You might need to crawl underground. You might need to go around the fence instead of going over it. You might need to pick the lock instead of just opening it because you don't have a key. You might need to do things a little bit differently, but you can still get to the same finish line. Maybe you can do things a different way, still get the result, even through a different method. And understand when you do this, you will have well-meaning people telling you that you probably shouldn't do it because all they know is the conventional way of doing things, but the conventional way isn't working for you. So you're going to do it an unconventional way, but most people are not unconventional thinkers. So they are not going to encourage you to do something that they can't understand. Maybe people will see that you're trying to do something where the odds are stacked against you. And maybe they're right that the odds are stacked against you, but somebody's got to break the mold at some point. Why not you? Again, this is just a change in mindset. This is just a different way of looking at things. And Listen, not everybody who looks at things differently and tries to do things differently succeeds and gets to change the world and gets their name remembered. Many of them try and they fail. But let me ask you a question. What do you have to lose? If you fail, you're going to be in the same spot you were in before of not getting the thing done. So you might as well give it a shot. But you have to have the balls and the courage and the belief before you start doing it. Remember, the principles is be, do, have. The being is first. The mindset is first. The energy is first. Then you take the action. Then you get the result. If you start taking the action without the mindset in place, the action will fail. And actually, I don't even have to explain that to most of you because most of you have already done that before. You tried to do the thing. You didn't have the right mindset. It failed. And then you start thinking, well, that thing doesn't work. No, the thing works. You didn't work. You didn't work the system the right way. You did the order of operations out of order. Wrong order of operations, you're going to get the wrong result. It always works. It's just that if you work it the wrong way, it's not going to go the way that you want it to go. I understand that systems and processes and principles never make mistakes, everybody. The only thing that makes mistakes are human beings. We are flawed characters. And this is why we got to stay on top of ourselves and make sure that we have systems in place that don't mess up. And as long as we follow the system, we won't mess up. When humans mess up, usually it's because they're not following the system. They're trying to do things. You know, you're flying by the seat of your pants, as they say, and you end up messing up. You mess up, not systems. Systems do not mess up. 
give you some examples of doing things differently than everybody else, not following the rules, not following the instructions. Henry Ford, who created the Model T and the Ford cars in the USA, once said that if he had interviewed his customers, because this is the conventional way of looking at things, when you're in an industry and you want to do something better in that industry, you go to the people who are already buying your current customers or the current customers in the industry. You ask them what do they want to be better? What are ways that we can improve on what's already out there? And you get their information, then you go make the new thing based on their answers. Henry Ford said, if I had done that, people would have told me they wanted a faster horse and buggy because that's the way people got around before Henry Ford created the the car and the Ford car industry in the United States. All people did was get around on horses. They would have said, well, we would just want the horses to be faster. Henry Ford said, I'm not going to ask the customer. I'm going to come up with this new idea and then I'm going to get them to understand it. Now, again, is Henry Ford the first person to maybe try something out of the box like that? No, but the other people we don't know about because they didn't succeed the way that he did. So I want you to understand the odds that are against you. But hey, what do you have to lose? 50 Cent, who I talked about in one of my virtual mentors episodes. Let me see if I can tell you what episode that was. That was episode number 316. Virtual mentors, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Uh, He was coming up in the rap game early in his career. Got shot, damn near died. He survived it. But most of his advisors and music industry told 50 that he might need to sit on the sidelines for a little while and let the attention around him die down because a lot of people were afraid of being around this guy because he damn near just got shot. What music executive wants to be around a guy who just got shot in the street? And they told him, 50, you might need to lay low for a few years until people will warm up to you again. 50 didn't want to do that. So he went outside of the box. He took music that he had created. He actually didn't create. He took melodies and beats and production from other musicians. He put his own raps on top of it and he put it out in the street and gave it away for free. The bootleggers that a lot of musicians don't like because the bootleggers are you know, taking money out of the pockets of the artists because they're taking you know, unauthorized copies of that music and selling it and putting the money in their own pockets. 50 Cent didn't care if bootleggers got his music out there because what he really wanted was more people to know his name and more people to know that this guy actually is really good. That bootlegging that 50 didn't want to make any money off of Helped him land a million dollar deal with Dr. Dre and Eminem and you know, the rest became history. Now, we all know who 50 Cent is. He didn't want to wait on the sideline as traditional wisdom probably would have told him to do. He used that incident of damn near getting killed to reignite his career. So the whole point is you might not have anything to lose anyway, because if you fail going outside the box, you're still going to be in the same spot you were in before. So you might as well give it a shot. But you have to be willing to be resourceful when those resources are short. So let's recap today's class, which is how to be resourceful when you lack resources. Anytime you find yourself using money, time, connections, information, a lack of these as the reason for not doing things. And I know that you do this because everybody does it. Ask yourself, is this the real reason? And if you could figure out a way to get around those, would you get started anyway? If so, here's the recap. Number one, ask yourself better questions. If you had to make things work with only what you have, how would you do it? Who or what could help you do things more efficiently? What resources are available to you that you're just not utilizing? These better questions will not make resources magically appear but they will make you use the resources you have in a better, more efficient way. Point number two, change your mindset. Instead of saying, I can't do this because, instead say, I will do this, now let me figure out how. This is exactly what I talked about in episode 2043, what and why over how. Many people fail in life not because they lack resources, that's never the reason, it's because you lack resolve in actually wanting it. You don't know exactly what you want, you don't have a strong enough reason for getting it, that's why you come up with these logical excuses for not doing things because you're focused on the how instead of the what and why. Point number three, stop following the rules and instructions. Henry Ford said, if I follow the rules, I just would have came up with a faster horse. If 50 Cent had followed the rules, we might not know who he is. We never would have got the Get Rich or Die Trying. It was one of my favorite musical albums of all time. The whole point is 
you have to be willing to step outside of the box and do something different. And again, you have nothing to lose at this point anyway, because trying to do things the traditional way up to this point hasn't worked for you. So what do you got to lose? Nothing. So you might as well go for it. All this said, you want to receive my daily motivation text, go to text me at 305-384-6894N. My coaching programs, one-on-one coaching is my third day mastermind. My group coaching is the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get access to both of those, get all the information you need and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.